You're listening to episode number 16. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be back with all of you guys. I've had a crazy previous seven days and just got back from my favorite city in the entire world, Nashville, Tennessee, last night at about six o'clock. I was supposed to get home Saturday, as a lot of you guys saw in my Instagram story, if you guys were watching, but my flights were canceled. So I'm actually kind of excited because I get kind of a rush from like sales and bargaining, bartering, all these different things. And I've heard from both the ticket people um, at Southwest, as well as a few other people who are kind of travel experts, that um, there is a way to potentially get some some free travel back. So obviously that would be amazing. I have some travel coming up. Um, I might be going to Arizona, Indiana, uh, all these different places, and I'm really, really excited because it is high tide pageant season. So if you want to try and convince me to come to your state pageant, just drop a line <laughs> on my Instagram or comment below on iTunes or on uh, powerhousepageantry.com forward slash podcast and see if you can convince me to come to your pageant because I really would love to go. Just May and June are absolutely insane. We have another weekend intensive client coming this weekend. We have another client coming Tuesday. We have another client coming uh, the Friday after that. And then we have another client coming, I think, at the end of May. So it is just high tide. It's so exciting. Um, I'm so, so, so excited for our girls to compete and just to feel amazing about themselves. But today... Like I said, because I just got back yesterday, I was uh, unable to record my podcast ahead of time, so I'm recording it on Tuesday as it's released on Tuesday, and it's going to be great. So today I want to share with you guys seven lessons that I learned from Nashville. This was not the topic that I was originally going to speak about, but coming back, I really did have quite a bit of time of reflection having two extra days in Nashville, and so we're going to blaze through this today. It's going to be very conversational, very organic, and just kind of off the cuff, but I'm really excited. Um, because sometimes those are the best conversations, right? Am I right? So I have seven keys for you guys today, seven lessons, whatever the heck you want to call them. Okay, so starting with number one. So it had been a long time, you guys, since I traveled. Just to give you guys a little bit of insight, uh, two years ago, I traveled to three countries and like 11 or 15 states, something like that. I love to travel. Obviously, traveling can be expensive. Um, it definitely is an investment. But if you have not gotten out and traveled and you've wanted to for a long time, I highly, highly suggest it. And that is my first point for you today, to get out more. You know what, this could mean going on your first plane ride. I have a few clients from small towns who have never even left their state, believe it or not, um, or at least their region. And some people have never been out of the country. We all have different goals for what getting out more means. That could mean just to get off your butt a little bit and get outside more now that it's beautiful and spring outside. Although I heard Nebraska on Saturday, <laughs> LOL, the day I was supposed to come home, I heard that it was like 40 degrees and I was like, ha ha. 
ah, I was in Nashville, like literally in shorts, like sunbathing. And it was amazing and like 80 degrees. So not too mad about it that I wasn't home. But I really want to encourage you guys to get out more. You know, this week just really showed me that I had been working so hard to grow my business the last year. And with the introduction of a new church and new responsibilities, I was just spread really, really thin last year and did not build the time in my schedule for the self-care that I needed that is so easily uh, revealed and just to fill yourself up back that happens when you travel and I didn't do that last year it's something that um, I wouldn't say that I regret because everything happens for a reason everything happens the way that it happens and I really don't believe in wasting time regretting of what coulda shoulda woulda been because it just happens how it happens but getting outside and just going on a plane again and and really getting to do my own thing for a week, just my goodness, filled me up so much. And even though I was going there for a client, I got to coach a potential Miss Tennessee client and I had two co-writes set up. It was amazing. Um, so it's kind of a half work, half fun slash play trip. And I know I'm really weird. I like to work so much. So it actually is, is fulfilling for me quite a bit. You know, I get to do what I love, but you guys get out more. If that means going for a walk twice a week while it's nice, or maybe it means saving up your pennies and uh, canceling a few subscriptions to save up for a plane ticket, just to give you guys some context. If you think about even um, Spotify, which by the way, did anybody else get a notification from Spotify the other day saying that you get uh, free Hulu now? Because I saw that and I was like, booyah, game, game on. Like, I'm trying to combine two and one. I don't care how much money you make. If you can save 10 bucks a month, you can save 10 bucks a month. Um, but if you think about even just canceling one subscription, most subscriptions are minimally $10. I know we all have apps on our phone that we pay $3 a month for that we literally never think about. Um, about six months ago, I did a clean sweep of uh, all the subscriptions that I had. And I think I saved like $350 or something like that. It was ridiculous. And, and over a hundred dollars a month, just canceling a subscription. So take a look at your finances, take a look at your subscriptions and see if you could create some wiggle room because 10 times 12 for a whole year is $120. And that could be a whole plane ticket. If you're going to Denver, you know, from Omaha, or it could be half of a plane ticket. And just by actually looking and having paying attention to where your money is going, I promise you, you can create some wiggle room in your life. Or maybe it's not going to Starbucks every day and only going three days a week. <laughs> um, and there's so much that you can do to ball on a budget. And you guys, getting out, my goodness, it just shows you that there's so much more out there. And that brings us to number two today. Um, I thought that I was going to pretty much spend half the time by myself. Uh, quite a few of my friends have actually moved away from Nashville. Uh, several of them live in LA where I also need to travel to very, very soon. Um, one of my best friends in the whole world, actually two of my best friends now live there. And so I really had an, an open calendar and was just kind of feeling led in my spirit. Like, okay, God, like, <laughs> why are these people not texting me back? Or why does this seem like it, it's falling through? And so I really had to press against my normal like planner mentality. And I really think that God was stretching me of like, no, because you're a planner, I'm going to have some things fall through so that you actually have to sleep and actually have to relax. And, uh, and so I did. And I, 
I kind of just went with the flow, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I opened myself up to meeting new people. And this is kind of a crazy story. I know it's going to sound weird, but um, so I stayed in an Airbnb for five days. So that the the NFL draft was the Thursday that I was in Nashville. And they they said that there was an extra 300,000 people in Nashville um, this past week, the week that I was there. Did I have any idea that that was happening when I booked it? Absolutely not, because I booked it over a month ago. And then not thank goodness, because it's sad, but thank goodness that the Nashville Predators hockey team lost that week as well, or else we would have had the playoffs still going, and it would have been even more chaotic. And then on top of that, uh, two days later after the draft, or I guess when the draft weekend was finishing... They also had the Nashville Marathon and Half Marathon. So that brought a ton of people in there. And so there's a huge opportunity to kind of rub elbows with new people. And um, I get to my Airbnb, which is right by the airport, because it was like the only Airbnb even open. I think there was eight eight places total that I could stay in an Airbnb um, four or five weeks out from when I even like needed to be there. It was crazy. The whole city was booked. So I'm like 45 minutes away from the city. Absolutely not where I would normally stay because I'm a Belmont girl and Love to be in Southern Nashville, love to be by Brentwood. And this is like, my goodness, it was like an hour away from Franklin. But I was like, okay, Lord, like I'm here. So I'm going to open myself up um, to meet new people. And so I get to my Airbnb. It's awesome. I meet my host. He's like um, this guy who's like kind of around my age. And we get to talking and everything, getting settled in. We talk for like an hour. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, Megan, so I know this is going to sound really weird, but you said that you're not doing anything tonight. You don't have any plans. Do you want to come play Sam volleyball with a bunch of my friends? And for those of you listening that don't know me too well, I'm six feet tall, I'm highly competitive, I'm athletic, and uh, I absolutely cannot turn down sports. And so um, I ended up going and, and meeting a bunch of people and playing sand volleyball for like three hours. And it was just so cool because I was in a part of town that was, you know, totally safe and with people that were super cool. And we went to Waffle House after, which we don't have here in Nebraska. And, uh, you know, it may sound silly, you guys, but like, Sometimes you just need experiences like that that would normally have no, like, there's no way that I would have met those people. There's no way that I could have had that experience if you just don't take a little bit of a leap of faith sometimes. And obviously you need to take calculated risk. Like, don't just go off with a stranger, (laughs) you know, or anything like that. Um, But I had so much fun and I got to meet new people and uh, hear their stories. And you never know how those relationships are going to turn out in the future or a connection that you might make, especially in Nashville, which obviously is a city very much um, aligned with one of the industries that I'm in, which is the music industry. And uh, that brings us to our next point, which is talking about making your own success happen. So I think a lot of times, um, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're somebody just who has gotten to that place, like we talked about in a different episode of finally kind of acquiring a dream. And I think as Christians, oftentimes too, we get on our knees and we pray and we say, God, give me a vision, give me a dream, tell me what you want us to do. And then I think where we fail sometimes is understanding that we are responsible in alignment and in partnership with God, but there's a God side and a man side to really make our own success happen and to make our own dreams come true. So again, is God in partnership with us? Yes, 100% or 50-50 or 100-100, however you want to call it. But I think sometimes we get so paralyzed by the analysis of, of it all, or we, we dream it up so vividly that we think it's kind of like a relationship. You think that this person has to have blue eyes or has to have, you know, this or has to be exactly six foot four and can't be six foot five, you know, and that sounds silly, but like we make these pictures in our head sometimes where I think we miss it when success could be 
right in front of us. Success could be uh, following the leading of the Holy Spirit when somebody's in front of you in a coffee shop or picking up a piece of trash or a pencil or a credit card that somebody drops in front of you and it leads to a conversation, which leads to a connection, which leads to a job, which leads to your dream job. You know, and I know that that might sound really silly, but I think oftentimes we we do kind of miss it, you guys. And so I want to give you permission and encourage you to put kind of that mantra on every day of I can make my own success happen. When I started my business, I had $60 in my bank account. I had no idea what I was doing. I had a vocal degree. And honestly, you guys, I did not work very hard in college to actively like officially network with people. So when I left college, I remember I had quite a bit of regret because I was like, my goodness, like God's telling me to move home. And I just don't feel like if I ever were to move back to Nashville that I really have that many connections. But it's hilarious because over the past three years, will be three years in May, or actually three years, oh my gosh, yeah, like this week that I graduated um, three years ago, that I have so many more connections that I could have ever dreamed with and dreamed of. And the life skills that I have grown in and chosen to develop myself in, uh, I've just realized how easy it actually is to make connections, even if you haven't, quote unquote, made networking connections, if that makes sense. Sorry, that's kind of redundant. Um, But it's just been so cool to see how when you just put one brick upon one brick upon one brick and put one foot in front of another, you guys, it really, it's not easy, but it's simple, if that makes sense. Success is simple, um, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through hardship. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get knocked down a couple times or you have a brick fall off or get a gust of wind in your face or get a couple puddles splashed on you while you're walking on a sidewalk. But it's all part of the journey. And uh, that brings us to number four, which is learning how to do things alone. And so I know how you guys are going to think, okay, well, you just told me to meet new people. So what the heck? Why should I do things alone? And, you know, I was kind of just reflecting on this this week because I did have quite a bit of alone time and I did have quite a bit of time where I didn't have something planned and or I didn't have somebody to go do something with or I wanted to go get food. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to go get food by myself. You know, here in Omaha, I have community at the snap of a finger, Um, sometimes almost too much where I I really just need to learn how to do things by myself. But I think part of um, being successful, whether you're competing in a pageant or starting a business or um, just operating in a new phase of your life, it is so important to learn that being alone does not mean that you're lonely. Being alone does not mean that you're lonely. And I remember how uh, God's brought me through, I think, several different stages of my life. Um, having to learn this in a, in a deeper capacity. But I think if you were to interview every major, at least entrepreneur, I don't know about co- like corporate successful person, but every entrepreneur, I think you if you would ask them, um, they could tell you a specific moment in time or at least a specific year of their life where they learned how to be alone. Um, and it can be a scary thing. It can be something that I think a lot of people are just afraid of, to be honest, because they're afraid of their own thoughts. And if you struggle with that, then feel free to reach out to us on social media at Powerhouse Pageantry or at Megan underscore Swanson or comment below on iTunes, Podbean, powerhousepageantry.com forward slash podcast. Um, we'd love to give you some resources or point you to previous podcast episodes that can really help you with that, teach you the self-coaching model, all that goodness. Um, But you guys, learning how to be alone can be one of the most incredible things in the world. You know, Jesus even went in the Bible and got alone. 
um, to pray and to think and to sleep sometimes because he understood the value of rest and recharging. And honestly, like in the secret place is when God can speak to you about your dreams. God can speak to you about your next step. God can speak to you about your identity and the very essence of who you are. And if you're trying to get to the next level, which all of you guys are because you're listening to this podcast so faithfully and that's amazing. Um, I know that God has planted a dream in your heart. Again, like I said, whether that's a pageant, maybe that's getting straight A's this semester. Maybe that's working things out with your mom. Maybe that's moving out of your parents' house. Maybe that's learning photography. There are going to be mental blocks that try and harass you. And I use the word harass very purposefully um, along the way. And so if we have to be around people constantly, then we will live and die. We will we will thrive and we will fail based off of the affirmation of others. But as I said before, we need to learn how to get alone, get alone with God, read a book, spend time by yourself and allow you know, the words of a personal development book or the word of God or, you know, God himself to speak to you and um, to not live or die based off of imperfect people, to be honest, who you just won't always be able to count on, even if they are your best of your best or your best friends or your family. Yes, they'll always be there for you. But guess what? The second that your identity is wrapped up in somebody else's affirmation of you is the second that at the moment that they're imperfect, then you implode. And I don't want that to happen to you guys. And so let's learn together how to do things alone. Okay. Next thing. So this is kind of uh, piggybacking on all of that is the next um, one is you attract who you are, not who you want to be. So yes, would it be super nice if we attracted who we wanted to be rather than who we are? I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> it'd be super, super nice because I think all of us are like, well, yeah, I'd be a lot farther along. But I think there's something actually really special, you guys, in learning and understanding and accepting that we attract who we are because we can change who we are. We have the absolute opportunity, like we said, to create our own success, to make our own success happen. And if we understand and truly believe that, then we can understand that our tomorrow doesn't have to look like our today and our today doesn't have to look like our yesterday. We attract who we are. And so as we work every single day through things like the self-coaching model, through things like personal development books, through things like investing in coaching, you know, I just invested in a brand new business strategist for my business and she's already helped immensely and she's incredible and bought some new resources for myself. You guys, I have more resources than I know what to do with because I'm constantly trying to apply these principles in my life of spending time you know, uh, putting on my calendar time, like we talked about last week with rest, to get alone, to recharge, to do the things that my body needs, my mind needs, my soul needs, my emotional health needs, you know, and really just trying to understand myself to the best ability, best of my ability, humanly possible, because I know that I attract the kinds of clients that represent who I am. I know that I attract the kind of wealth that is related to who I am. And I know that if my, I put this the other day, if my dreams outweigh the level of how I see myself and my own identity, then I, then I'm going to have a crisis or burnout or, you know, emotional upheaval, something. And if you've ever had that, if you've ever wondered why you're like, well, I know what I'm supposed to do. Like, why am I just not doing it? That's why I focus so heavily in my personal pageant coaching on self-care and self, um, image and personal development is because you can have the goal of being Miss Idaho all day, but if you actually don't believe that intrinsically and we haven't worked through a lot of those self-internal mental and emotional things, it doesn't matter how big your goal is. Like, I'm sorry, honey, you're just not going to achieve it. 
Or if you do, then your road as Miss Idaho is going to be miserable because the second that the pressure gets too thick, then you're going to have a mental breakdown. And I don't want that to happen. So let's let's make that not happen together, okay? So number six, moving on. Um, <laughs> this makes me laugh. Um, so I think sometimes that we get discouraged because when we are trying to make it happen, when we are really putting putting one brick upon one brick and one foot in front of the other, um, I think it's easy to lose hope sometimes, right? Maybe we're only implementing two out of the five of these things, and sometimes you're just going to get down, and that's okay. Um, what I want to encourage you guys in, and why this makes me laugh, is because I think we forget that God has a personality sometimes. I think that we forget that God is so incredibly in our present and in our future that he laughs at sometimes the things that I think we get so worked up about. Like, can't you just imagine him sitting on the throne in heaven and he's like, dude, really? You fell for that again? Oh, okay, really? That tactic of the enemy worked again? Okay, 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 come on, okay, Megan, Megan, really, nope, get out of your head, Mm -mm, stop, honey, okay, really, really, like, God's just, like, watching the TV of our lives, like, eating popcorn, like, what are you doing, you know, we're, like, sitting here, like, stressed and mental, like, out of our minds, so, number six, I want to encourage you guys, expect God to move upon your action, He's sitting there. He put those dreams in your heart. It's in like Psalm 37 or something. I think it's Psalm 37.4 or 34.7. It's one of those two. (laughs) I forget off the top of my head. Um, But I think that we forget sometimes that God placed those dreams, says that God's given you the desires of your heart. That means that he's literally given you them, which means that they initiated from him and then he put it in you and then you have a passion for it. I think people are so afraid that God wants them to go to Indonesia tomorrow on a seven-month mission trip with no water uh, and or sorry, no food and, you know, all these horrible things, third world country. And I'm like, guys, think it through. Like God put the desires in your heart. And so if you don't desire it, then it's like, it's probably not from God. Not that you're ever not going to have to do things that you don't want to do. Um, but you guys get the picture. Like I have a passion for singing. I have a passion for this podcast. I have a passion for helping all of you guys get to the next level because God has put that desire in my heart because we need emotions, as we've talked about a million times, to create the drive for our actions to create those results, which are going to impact the world for the kingdom. So just remember that you, that you're in this with God, that God's in this with you, that God wants your dreams to come true even more than you do. And so expect him to move on your action. Whenever you feel like you're by yourself, whenever you're getting alone, get jacked because that's your time to like be in the, be in the game planning room when, when you're the coach along with God, or maybe God's the coach and you're the assistant coach and you're like, okay, coach, like, what do we do? What's the game plan? Like you're going back to the source of the person who has the answer for everything that you want. And so that's how you can get jacked, like get excited about having that alone time because it's literally like plugging your phone back in like we talked about last week. And when you don't do that, like of course you're going to be stressed out. And so let's grow in our self-awareness together, you guys, of when we need to go back and plug in and train your mind to be excited about it rather than think, oh, well, I have FOMO, fear of missing out, or I'm not doing this, or nobody invited me to this. A, create your own success, <laughs> like we just talked about, okay, like you're in control of this, go invite somebody else, or maybe you need to spend some quality alone time, okay? And this brings us to our last one, which also makes me laugh because I have a story attached to this. <laughs> this is so funny. So like I said, I had to stay in Nashville for two extra days, and it was insane, and I, I had to miss church on Sunday, which was weird, and I was away from all my church friends, um, you know, but I had to learn how to go with the flow. And like I said, I'm, I'm a planner. 
I am adaptable. Like I can, I just trust that everything's going to work out sometimes to a fault. And it makes me really horrible at details sometimes. But uh, I, I have this like weird, naive, or just like maybe my mind's just floating on this wavelength. I'm like, ah, that'll work out. You know, I just don't really stress about those types of things. Um, but the last point for today is adapt and flow. And I really think that when this is last on purpose, the seventh thing, because I really think that it's hard to adapt and flow if you don't have these other six things, or at least the majority of these six things, um, really put in in perspective and put as a foundation first. You know, maybe maybe not the traveling part. I don't. I think you can adapt and flow without traveling, but you guys get what I'm talking about. Um, there's a sense of, I don't know, peace and calm that comes with knowing that. You don't have to be in control of everything all the time. And that's something that I'm preaching to myself because I think everybody likes to be in control. Maybe that's just me. Um, but it it gives us a sense of, I don't know, the world's kind of in our hands. And I think when we get outside of our comfort zone and we travel and we make it happen and we meet new people and we learn how to get alone and um, we learn that we attract what we are and who we are and then we expect God to move upon our action... I don't know. I, I I just got to thinking about that today and I was like, you know what? There there really is beauty sometimes in God screwing up your plans. Not screwing up your plans, maybe shaking up your plans a little bit. Or maybe it wasn't God and maybe it's just what happens, right? Not everything that happens is God. We don't need to hyper-spiritualize everything. But, you know, the last two days were actually a really, really beautiful time because I wasn't in control. I didn't have a plan. I had thought that I had said goodbyes to everybody that I needed to say goodbye to. And in those last 48 hours, um, it was really cool just to see how God moved. Like I had to find a hotel. I had to extend my rental car. I had to do all these like big girl things. <laughs> you know, I'm calling my parents like, or and other people on social media, you guys saw me ask on Instagram, like, what do you even do in this situation? But, you know, as opposed to getting stressed about it, I was like, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm stuck here for two days. This is my favorite city in the whole world. And, you know, because I chose to adapt and go with the flow, this is what I asked. I just said, God, why am I here? Like, create divine appointments for me. Am I supposed to meet somebody? Am I supposed to go somewhere? Am I supposed to do something? Am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? And I just left myself open. And I think... Sometimes when we plan things and we try and control every element of our life, we miss the beauty and the wonder of what God wants to do sometimes through the happenstance or if God could have a divine appointment for you, that's exactly what you're looking for. But we need to let go of the control for him to be able to even like have the space to move. I think sometimes we... I know for myself, we'll plan something and then it'll go well. And then we're like, okay, great. That means God was in it. And I don't know, I, I think I'm just preaching to myself, even as I'm saying this right now, that I think we need to allow some more nothing space in our life. And that doesn't mean just turning the TV on with Netflix or Hulu, but genuinely just sometimes just go for a drive and listen to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, God, like, where are you leading me to right now? Or, you know, and that might sound really dumb, but like, when do we ever do that? Especially as Americans, um, especially if you live in a bigger city where there's a fast pace constantly. Uh, I don't know. I just think, let, let's think on that together. But I think that there's a, a really genuine wonder and beauty and inspiration. I remember just even driving my rental car around and I was like, hmm, where am I going to eat? Like, 
you know, waiting for friends to text back or should I go to a park today or should I go run around a lake that I spent five years living here and never got to see. And, you know, reflecting upon this trip to Nashville, like those were some of the most beautiful moments or randomly choosing a church because I had an amazing co-write with somebody that I've been wanting to write with for a long time, which was kind of like an instant connection. And they told me about it and then the website was wrong. And so my friend and I went and we were an hour late because we thought it started at 11. But um, it turns out it was around the street. It was literally two, three blocks away from my friend's um, house. And he had been looking for a church. And so just based off literally like a series of random events coming together. Yeah, we were still only got to see 30 minutes of the church service. But he had been looking for a church for a while and and uh, decided that that was going to be his home church. And God used even a messy situation where everyone's staring at you as you're walking into a church late. Um, and something that could have been like, oh, well, let's leave. We can't go in. You know, we can't be late. We walked in and had a, still got tons out of the church service in 30 minutes, met a bunch of people. And, you know, now somebody has a home church that's three, three blocks away from where they were living that they had absolutely no idea of after living in Nashville for a year, you know? And then my other friend, Cheryl too, um, who I got to see, who's incredible. She was like, Oh, I've been wanting to check out that church too. And it's right around the street from where she lives. And now she has a buddy to go to church with. And they're in Ark church, which is what my city church is our church as well. You know, God is just so good. Like he's so faithful. And sometimes he, he works in the craziest ways and he works in the, the most unlikely situations. But guys, I, I just want to encourage you to open yourself up in 2019 in spring as the flowers are blooming, as the season is changing, as the sun is coming out outside, or there might be a rainy day outside where you just want to stay inside and cuddle and go to bed and sleep and do nothing. Open your open yourself up to the possibilities of just a little bit of something outside of your comfort zone. Um, not inappropriately, don't do anything crazy, but I hope that these stories, and I could tell you 10 more if you want to know more, um, Sometimes just just letting go of control, okay? Like uh, purposefully allowing that space into your life. I think that there are a lot of lessons that we can learn and, you know, giving us more, even just energy to put the pedal to the metal. Like, I, I mean, I've been working since 7.30 a.m. this morning with a client from Australia who has like a 15-hour time difference. Yeah, there are times for that, 100%. But there are also, uh, you know, God leads us by the still small voice, um, and by the, the water, go read Psalm 23. He's a gentle God sometimes. And I think when we're stirring the water constantly, uh, we can't even, we can't hear the still small voice. And so I don't know where you're at today, but I just felt like that's what I was supposed to share for, um, this week's episode. I'm really, really excited because I have drum roll, please. I have, um, some very, very special guests coming on to the podcast in the month of May. We're going to do, um, three or four special, 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 very special guests, some celebrities, actually a couple celebrities, like actual celebrities, um, that are be, that are going to be coming on the podcast. I'm so excited. Stay tuned. You guys don't miss an episode. Make sure you go back and listen to all the previous episodes. If you haven't already and subscribe to our channel on iTunes, share this with your friends who need to hear it. Thank you so much for every single one of you guys who listen and comment and repost this on your stories every week. It means the world to me. And I just love you guys. It is, I know it's high tide pageant season. So if you are competing and you need any help at all, we can you can see if you can squeeze in a last minute session with us. Um, we're so excited. We're so packed. It's the busiest season ever. And I uh, just want you guys to know how much I appreciate you. So with that, we will see you next week.